welcome back. I am John. And I am Ben. And this is Santa by the Minute. We hope everybody listened to our like pilot episode, episode zero, last week. Which pretty much explains what we're doing here. <laughs> but it is pretty self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. This is the podcast where we watch 1985's Santa Claus the Movie, one minute at a time. We're going to break it down, mm-hmm. talk about it way too much. Way, way too much. <laughs> so this week we are watching the very first minute of the movie that begins with the name Alexander Salkind Presents yeah. and ends on... Ends on clouds. A sky full of clouds. Yes. So not a heck of a lot happening in this minute. No, not really. But surprisingly, I have a bunch of notes here. John is very prepared. <laughs> I am prepared. <laughs> you know, when we first thought about this podcast, it's like, oh man, the first few minutes, we're not going to have too much to talk about. Yeah. And in my head, this intro with the clouds and the starry sky went on a lot longer but it's like all condensed pretty much into this minute yeah we have this minute and i don't want to talk too far ahead and partial of the next minute yes. but other than that you know <laughs> movies by minute podcast rules you can't skip ahead too far i'm not skipping ahead i'm just saying that it's not as long as we remembered it being oh exactly you yeah. know when we watched it spoiler alert we do see humans next minute we do <laughs> So, Hold on tight. So some, <laughs> come back next week, everyone. Since I don't want to get caught up on any technicality, right? we have to say that we are going by the version that's on the most recent DVD and Blu-ray releases, where there is no logo whatsoever at the beginning of the movie. When it was originally released in November of 1985, in the U.S. and Canada, it was distributed by Columbia TriStar. You know that logo, the triangle on the screen, mm-hmm. the horse running at the camera, and the horse sprouts wings, and it's a pegasus, mm-hmm. and then sort of like freeze frames. So that was what was at the beginning of the movie when it was released to theaters, and I believe on HBO as well. Mm-hmm. I don't I know think if I it, remember that. Yeah, I don't know if it's on the uh, VHS or not. I don't know. So if you're going by like a really old VHS, or if you happen to have a film projector... <laughs> ahead a little bit yeah it's yeah a black screen <laughs> a company called studio canal controls the movie right now mm-hmm. and uh when ben and i saw it theatrically uh we talked about it a little bit in the last episode right we actually saw it on the big screen for the first time and it had like a really modern day logo for studio canal at the beginning yeah it, like it all... really didn't fit with the movie at all <laughs> it was kind of like a pixar type thing things were bouncing around yeah. i don't even remember what was going on you can tell that particular logo intro was not original to the movie <laughs> so i don't know if anything's tacked on to the streaming versions or not mm. so anyway long story short if there's a logo attached to this movie skip by it because your timing will be off as you're yeah. following along with us in the movie and it'll be a little bit easier to follow along in the movie once we have talking parts exactly (laughs) so the very first name we see is alexander sulkind yeah sulkin john goes back and forth he calls it sulkind and sulkin because there's two separate ways of pronouncing that name in the making of like there's a making of documentary made in 1985 on the Mm -hmm. blu-ray and the narrator of that always calls him or the narrator in that pronounces it as Alexander Sulkind. Right. Which is probably the correct way because he's actually in, the man himself is actually right. seen would, briefly in that TV you special. You would think that he would correct him if he was wrong. So what other projects did Alexander Sulkin do? <laughs> I know you're on the edge of your I'm seat. I'm edge of the edge of You want to know I'm his waiting. life story. I do. I know nothing about the man. So I'm going to hit pause on that for just one second. Okay. And say, um, 
So <laughs> Alexander Salkind's name is literally the only real person name you see. Yeah. At, during the titles of these movies. There's no starring mm-hmm. Dudley Moore and blah, right. blah, blah, and written by so-and-so. Because typically in these movies by minutes, they can break it down because, you know, the opening credits go on for five minutes. Right. But here, in this minute, all we see is Alexander Salkind presents Salkind. <laughs> I'm going to keep flip-flopping. Yeah. You're going to have to live with it. <laughs> yep. It's going to go back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he kind of like thought of himself as like a Walt Disney type because his name is like the first thing you see, and at least on all the original posters and stuff, his name is over Very the movie. Very prominent. Logo. Yeah. yeah. Like if you didn't know any better, you would think that he was Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I mean, it does say "presents" underneath his name everywhere, but in tiny letters. So, like, you would think that he was Santa Claus, but he is not. Well, of course, at the time, you know, his name, of course, at the time, he probably had more name recognition yeah. because of the Superman movies. Because he and his son Ilya produced the uh, Christopher Reeve Superman movies, and those mm-hmm. were a huge hit. But at this time, in 1985, they're definitely starting to lose steam. Mm-hmm. Um, b- the year before this, they released Supergirl, which was kind of a giant bomb. I don't even know if I've seen Supergirl. I don't know if I have either. So over the course of this podcast, at some point, maybe when HBO Max launches. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they'll have the Superman movies mm-hmm. and Supergirl. We'll definitely have to watch those because there is a lot of Superman connections. There are, yeah. More than you would expect, for sure. And even the whole feel of this movie overall, you definitely get vibes of the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even though it's been forever since I've seen the original Superman movies. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Sulkin, his big claim to fame was the Superman movies. Got his name on the map. But he'd done a lot of stuff before that. His father was actually a movie producer. Alex here was a movie producer. Do you think he's okay? Do you think he's cool with me calling him Alex? Maybe. I mean, I'm sure he is. He can't really <laughs> test you. <laughs> and his son, Ilya, also got into the movie-making mm-hmm. business. Alexander Salkind was born in 1921. Unfortunately, he has passed on. He passed away in 1997. Let's see here. I got some interesting trivia here. Okay, I'm waiting. Lay it on me. So we, we, we already skipped ahead to Superman. Yes. But I found this interesting. So in 1973, he produced a like giant epic big screen version of The Three Musketeers. It was going to be, it was intended to be an epic with a runtime of three hours, including intermission. Holy smokes. But during production, it was determined the film could not make its release date in that form. So a decision was made to split the longer film into two shorter films. Uh-huh. So in 1973, you had The Three Musketeers. Yeah. And in 1974, you had The Four Musketeers. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that. And the cast only became aware that they had made two films when they attended an advanced screening of the first film. Oh my gosh, so they were paid for one movie But they were actually in two movies. Yes, exactly. Uh, Needless to say, the cast and crew was outraged. It resulted in lawsuits. And this ultimately led to the Screen Actors Guild to issue what became known as the Salkin Clause. Oh my goodness. Which is intended to guarantee an acting contract for one film cannot be extended into two films without the consent of an actor. Oh, wow. I mean, 
Like, I understand the outrage of them being in more than one movie. Especially not even but, finding out until the premiere. Yeah, but you would have thought that when they were film, you know, when they were filming it, it could have been like, man, this is running long, you know? Like, I don't know if we're going to cut it. <laughs> I don't know. And apparently, I haven't seen this, but apparently at the end of The Three Musketeers... You know, at the premiere, there was a trailer for the the Four Musketeers. Oh Can you goodness. imagine being an actor and then saying, hey, wait a second. <laughs> I don't remember being in that. <laughs> Let's see. Also, um, Alexander Salkin was terrified of flying, apparently. He never came to Hollywood, and he spent his life in Paris and Switzerland. So he didn't have to fly. Yeah, I guess so. Oh. At least according to uh, various Inter- online sources. Interesting, interesting. So his son, Ilya Salkin, who is a co-producer on this movie along with but the Superman movies. You don't see his name anywhere. <laughs> I don't think his name uh, pops up until the end credits. So like I was talking about earlier, these Superman movies are starting to lose steam. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to start their new, like a new fantasy franchise, you know, and one that they didn't have to pay royalties to. Because they were paying royalties to DC Comics and Warner Brothers. Right, yeah. For the rights to Superman. And those are starting to start to slow down a little mm-hmm. bit i think they made what how many supermans did they make three or four and then super i think and... right have to I, double don't, I don't know i don't know four i think i don't know why i have four in my head but i have four in my head and santa claus would be like their own thing they wouldn't have to pay anybody else for licensing yeah exactly or santa's so, public domain so. yeah so they could just do whatever they in addition to Santa, Ilya Salkind was also considering a movie based on the Flying Dutchman, which was the legendary ghost ship that can never make port and is doomed to sail the oceans forever. So, Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, maybe about <laughs> 30 years later. Someone took his idea and made Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I don't think... Do you think his would have been as as um, profitable as the Disney Pirates of the Caribbean movie of the same storyline? Oh, I don't know. You know, it'd be. I wonder how they would have done it. So, in some other timeline, we could be doing the Flying Dutchman by the minute. We could be the Flying Dutch Minute is what we'd call it. <laughs> we would too. <laughs> but ultimately, they uh, decided on Santa. You know, they thought mm-hmm. Santa was a little lighter in tone mm-hmm. and more marketable. Okay, so there's your history lesson of the Selkins. Oh, interesting. There you go. What did Ilya do anything that we would recognize? Do you know? Like post Superman and Santa. Yeah. Or did he just you know hang out with that money? Well, good thing. Good good thing we have another hundred and seven episodes to go because I'll have to to dive into that a bit more. (laughs) So reportedly, this movie cost fifty million dollars. That's a lot of money. And that's in 1985 dollars. I went on to Inflation Calculator. Yeah. How much do you think 50 million dollars in 2020 dollars is? In 2020, the equivalent of 50 million dollars is. Oh goodness gracious! I don't know. 90 million. 119,875 oh. million. Oh my gosh! So they poured a lot of money into this movie. That's a lot of money. 
and we'll talk about more as the movie goes mm-hmm. on. It didn't do nearly as well as our high hopes. Uh, it made ultimately $23 million at the box office in 1985 and was the 38th highest grossing movie of 1985. Well, I mean... I'm sure they broke even after... After, a, you know, license, like... Um, like video yeah. and I mean, they're TV. still getting money on it now. Oh, yeah. You know... I remember it airing, so, like, on cable, like, constantly in the 80s yeah. and 90s, like, on TBS or whatever. Yeah, they probably broke even. They probably didn't lose anything. And I'm sure, they got, I, I'm sure they got money up front for the product placements that we'll see throughout right. the movie later. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That had to have helped. But, yeah, that is a big budget movie. Mm-hmm. So underneath these credits, as we're looking at the starry sky, we're hearing, we're hearing a woman's voice singing a song every Christmas Eve. Every Christmas Eve, we <laughs> ponder the miracle. You sound just like it. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> the music for this movie was composed by Henry Mancini, a very prolific Academy Award winning composer. Mm-hmm. Did dozens of movie scores. He's probably best known for Breakfast at Tiffany's. And the uh, Pink Panther. He did the Pink Panther music. That's pretty high profile right there. <laughs> and the songs were co-written by... Oh, no, I had the name here a second ago. Leslie Brucusi. Brucusi. Leslie Brucusi. And I believe this is the only bit of this song we hear in the movie. It actually goes on a bit longer. I have the lyrics here. Yeah, I don't know. If I don't think it plays over the credits we'll, or in the background. We'll have to wait and see. If we hear it again as the minutes go on. And I'm sure I'll be complimenting it many times. Mancini did a really good score for this movie. Like the instrumental stuff. But unfortunately the songs, you know, are yeah. pretty forgettable overall. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing that really sticks in your head. No, not really. I mean, it's not a musical. There are no, no musical numbers. It's very clearly not a musical. We don't know that now though. We're only in the first minute. We're still, we still have our heads in the clouds. <laughs> we have no idea what's going on yet. Except for it is about Santa Claus. Yes, there's the name, the title of the movie. It does not say Santa Claus the movie. No. It says Santa Claus. Santa Claus. It makes me wonder, is this Santa Claus as in supposed to be the movie title? Or Santa Claus as in it's starring Santa Claus? I think it's the title of the movie. I guess it could work either way, right? Because it was the same thing with the promotion of the Superman, the first Superman movie. It was mm-hmm. like, Superman, the motion picture mm-hmm. on the posters. Just like here, it's Santa Claus, the movie. Mm-hmm. Like to differentiate it from like, oh, Superman, the comic book. Or Superman, mm-hmm. the Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. I guess in this case, it'd be like, differentiate it from Santa Claus, the poem. I don't know. Santa Claus, the TV special. The 500 different Santa Claus movies that have been out there. <laughs> well, they're... None are really no, called I... Santa Claus, though. No, and they're not all really. And, and Santa even, themed, but they don't. And even at this point, 1985, I don't think there were many Santa Claus movies. No, they're just like Christmas movies that have a Santa in them. Yeah. Yeah. From I don't I mean I haven't seen every movie in the world, but <laughs> the ones that stick out. I mean, I'm not counting TV specials. Right. And really, what was the only thing that like really dove into Santa's backstory? The only thing I can think of was that Rankin and Bass one with the Burgermeister. And the Winter Warlock, where you see oh, him yeah, growing yeah, yes, up yes. and making the toys. Mm-hmm. 
and being raised by owls and then he banned toys. Right. None of that happens in this movie. They went no. they, they they did their own thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and this was written by Leslie and David Newman, who also wrote Can you guess what movie? What? Superman. Oh, I didn't know. I was where, setting you up. I didn't know I we was, were going back to the I was I was well, pitching I was you stuck, an easy one. I was still stuck on the Santa Claus the claymation. <laughs> Sorry, I, I brought it back to Superman. You brought it back to Superman. Like I said, what? lots of Superman connections. <laughs> Let's take two. Okay, hang on. <laughs> okay. So this movie was written by David and Leslie Newman, Ben. Oh, the people who wrote Superman. <laughs> Is that natural? Very. <laughs> All right, so Santa Claus's name pops up on the screen. Yes, for a quick second, not yeah. very long. Who who had whose name popped up longer? Now I'm curious. Oh, I don't was know. Was it Let's Alexander Sulkin? Okay, so... Or was it Santa? Alexander's name pops up here. Okay, it's like all sparkly font. It is. At um, two seconds, and he stays on there for about five seconds. Okay. And then Santa pops up. We'll get around the same right here. He gets five seconds. Okay, so they're both on screen for about five seconds. Yeah, it's about okay. equal. It's about okay. equal. Yeah, they're sharing the screen time there. Part of me wonders if they didn't have, like, the names on the screen. Yeah. It's because in, like, the early promotional stuff, we even have a original press kit from 1985 that they sent out to, like, local news stations. Right. They were really committed to, like, this is really Santa starring in this movie. Yeah, it's not an actor being Santa. It is Santa. It is the Santa. real Santa. Even in that TV special we watched on yeah. the Blu-ray. It's like, it oh, oh, I came down from the North Pole and these Hollywood folks yeah. want me to star in a movie. And then he watches it at the end <laughs> in yes. the theater. He's like, not oh, bad. <laughs> I'm a good actor. <laughs> Dudley Moore, fella, is quite funny. <laughs> because even in that press kit, it says Santa Claus as himself. Yeah. David Huddleston, who we'll talk about later on in a mm -hmm. future minute, is only credited as Claus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, someone has to play, you know, Santa before he becomes Santa. But everybody does get credited. I, I know I'm yeah. fast forwarding ahead till the end yeah. of the movie, but in the end credits, everybody does get yeah. credited. But nobody here at the opening. Nope. Nobody, not even the director. No, no one. Jano Schwartz mm. directed this. We'll talk about him in a future minute. And then we, we go from the stars and we dive into clouds. And, and then that's, it ends. And that's it. We hear like the music like swelling, mm -hmm. that Henry Mancini music. Yeah. It has a very like 80s fantasy movie. It like does. I feel like I've heard it in another movie. Like almost Spielberg type. Yeah. Well, maybe it's maybe it in the will, same like, similar style. Yeah. Maybe it um, inspired. You know what I mean. And then that's the end of the minute. It is the end of the minute. End of our first episode. Yeah. That went quick. It did go quick. We had a surprising amount to talk about. You did. Yes. <laughs> so, what, anything in the novelization? No. About this minute. What 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 do your notes say? Nothing in the novel is. <laughs> my notes say and um the novel doesn't really 
Well, the novel will pick up in the next minute, so I will have something something to add. To add, yeah. Next this is more behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. there's more behind the scenes to talk about in this episode. Yeah, and the the way we researched this movie for the podcast is I had half the stuff and he had half. So, the we're gonna be sharing information as we get into the movie, but leading up to it, I don't have too too much because all mine is based. Yeah, Ben uh, has not. Yeah, Ben has not let me look at the novel, unfortunately. No, I so have my mind it. is going to be blown. I'm going to be finding out this stuff along with you guys in yes. the audience. My notebook is is kept safely with me. He's not allowed to read it. <laughs> well, I guess that's going to wrap up minute one of Santa Claus mm-hmm. the movie. Come back next week when we talk about minute two. There, I thought I pitched you one more softball. I got the, that one. The... <laughs> I was following your train of thought that time. <laughs> Come back next week for Superman. No, no, Bill, no. <laughs> That'd be quite the interruption of Santa Claus. We're like, hey, we'll talk about this movie instead. <laughs> I'm sure somebody else is already covering Superman. Oh, probably, yeah. So come back next week for Minute 2. We'll see you next time. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. We're all set up on Twitter, at Santa Minute. We are also on Instagram and on Facebook. So we are found on all of these social platforms. And don't forget, every week, every Wednesday, Wednesday you can listen yes. to a brand new episode. Hot Cream!